What's up, y'all? Welcome back for another episode of Category Is. I am back from vacation, so let's talk about it. As always, I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. So without further ado, y'all, I am back to give y'all a recap of my birthday vacation. But let's get into a cocktail for this week. So what you're drinking for this week? I have a refreshing Scandinavian cocktail for y'all this week. It is called the Swedish 75. It's a play on the French 75, which is like lemon juice, Prosecco, and you can either do vodka or gin. So since I was in Sweden and they do have Swedish gin, um, which I did uh, get to try while I was there, but y'all know absolute is, is um made in like one of the areas um of Sweden. Uh, I think it's called Skan. Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. If I'm not, uh, let me know. But that's where they make absolute. So I'm doing the Swedish 75 with absolute vodka for this week. I guess you could also use Svetka um, if you feel in a little lower shell <laughs> moment. To make this cocktail in a shaker with some ice, you're going to put some lemon juice, a few ounces of absolute. Um, as I said, you could also use, use gin. Then take the lingonberry jam lingonberries are um what they serve when you have like the swedish meatballs so when you go to ikea they sell it in ikea um as well so you just get like the jar of lingonberries i cannot pronounce that um right now and then yeah just shake it up shake it up strain it into your glass um serve it up no ice and then top it off with prosecco or sparkling wine and that's it. It's um, super easy. It's very good. It actually, lingonberries, if you know, it's almost they're like a cranberry, like a smaller cranberry, if you want to think of it that way. So it's tart. It's a little tangy, uh, especially with the lemon juice. But, you know, it kind of mellows out with the Prosecco. And it is a very eye-catching red color <laughs> as well so drink responsibly if you are of legal age to do so in your jurisdiction so as y'all know this was going to be my big kind of scandinavian adventure for my birthday and we were gone for i want to say like 11 days total 10 11 days something i can't i can't remember exactly because you know the travel days do they count do they not count mm, coming back they don't really count but going i guess you count that as a day because you get a good experience. But so anyway, we started off and we were flying out of Newark, New Jersey, because it was actually cheaper ticket. Um, as well. It's really expensive sometimes to fly out of out of Philadelphia. So <laughs> we were also going to do something called skip lagging. And I explained it in the previous episode where. It's basically you can find a cheaper ticket if you find a layover in the city you actually want to go to. So you have to make sure that you're only carrying, only taking like a carry-on bag. So don't check your luggage because <laughs> it's going to go to wherever the final destination is. So, you know, you have to only carry like carry-on size toiletries. You have to pack very efficiently because you only got the carry-on bag and the personal item. 
and you know get, keep your story together as well for when you get to the to the TSA people um, in the layover city. So flying out of Newark, hadn't flown out of there in a while. Um, but again, it was cheaper than flying out of Philadelphia. And, you know, Newark's not that far uh, from here. You take the train right to the Newark airport. So we get to the airport and everything is cool. Then, we, you know, we get to the business class lounge. And I just noticed there was a lot of kids in there, like a lot of kids, elementary school age, toddlers and babies. And I was just like, oh, God, here we go. But I didn't really care. I was in there sipping my wine and eat my little snacks. So we board the plane. And, you know, again, we're sitting in business class and I just hear all these babies like crying. All these kids are running around. It was like a daycare in that motherfucker. I like sit up and look around and there were more kids in business class than there were adults. And I don't know how nice that must be. To be like four years old and you sitting in the business class seat, like the chick sitting beside, behind me was in like preschool. And I was like, girl, no, ma'am. Like, where does your life go from there? Only downhill, I guess. But it must be nice. So she was in the business class. And then like, I guess she had a little brother or something. He was like in diapers running around that thing. There just needs to be a rule. Like, I well, I thought there was a rule. Like, no kids in business class. Because, like, like, people just ain't trying to be around your kids like that. Like, you might like them, but I'm trying to relax and drink up all this liquor and watch this movie real quick. And your kids running around like they ain't got no damn sense. And then the parents. I think the parents are what is more annoying because they act like they don't hear it. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. But that motherfucker was screaming. And the mom was just sitting there oblivious i was like girl let me press this call button and get this um, flight attendant over here real quick because we're not doing this the entire flight but there needs to be a rule a law a separate airline for people who want to fly with their kids because i'm i i'm not a parent (laughs) yet but child i would not subject anybody paying business class money to them badass kids like that you know your kids are bad and i got to deal with them for the entire flight like no ma'am so as it turns out, it's like these people, they're not really purchasing a ticket for the um for the kids. It's like you can you're basically using your points that you accumulate, you know, with your credit card and you can get deals and stuff like that. So in a way, I guess you're saving a bit of money. I mean, you're using the points, so you spend that money already anyway. But I guess you're not coming directly out of pocket for this ungrateful ass little child. But I don't know. like. My mom would always have that talk with us before we went anywhere in public. Like, okay, when we get in here, be quiet, sit down, don't be asking for nothing because you ain't getting nothing. And don't get up in here embarrassing me. Like, that is the main thing. These parents today aren't doing that because those kids were wild as fuck. Like, everybody was annoyed for the entire flight. So we land in Copenhagen. We had to get our story straight for the customs and border patrol guy who was actually like really hot. You don't really have to because they give you two boarding passes anyway. So you have the one for to land, you know, like in a layover city. And then you have the one leaving from the layover city to the to the final destination. But he didn't even ask. He was just like, 
so what brings you to Copenhagen? Have you ever been here before? And we were like, no. He goes, okay, enjoy <laughs> enjoy the city. And boom, boom, passport stamped. And that was it. We lucked out anyway because our flight was like a little bit delayed. So we were going to miss that connecting flight anyway. Well, we did miss it. Um, so then we got rebooked on a later flight, but that later flight wasn't leaving until like 10 p.m. So we landed at like 8.45 a.m. So, you know, we had like over like 14 hours. Uh, we would have had 14 hours if we were actually going to Milan <laughs> instead of like, staying in Copenhagen. So our story was going to be that we were just going to, our flight got delayed. Um, so we're just going to go enjoy the city for a bit. But we didn't even have to to say anything because, like I said, he just <laughs> stamped those our passports and uh, and let us through. But we take the train to downtown. Everything is like really organized. I feel like in in Europe and also like super super clean. And the one thing that um, in Copenhagen was that you know people ride their bikes a lot more um, in Europe than they do here. And so when we got out of the train station, you just see this sea of bikes almost like a parking lot full um, of bikes and they don't lock them up like literally you just get off your bike put it down you know put the kickstand down or whatever and just walk off and it's safe and you can come back i guess whenever and it'll still be there and that was just so foreign to me like people were even leaving their baby strollers like not locked up just they roll up take the baby out <laughs> And just leave the stroller, the diaper bag, like everything, like right there. So that was crazy, uh, crazy to me. We were able to do an early check-in um, at the hotel since um, it was like literally right beside the train station. You know, took a little quick shower, a little refresh, and then hit the city because we were only there for like a day. So we walked around, went to see the Little Mermaid statue, which is very tiny. It's only like four feet <laughs> tall is definitely the little mermaid um you know took in all the architecture looked at all the buildings we passed by the royal uh, palace and the queen well, she wasn't there but um had a very nice lunch in like this uh quintessential danish restaurant so their um national dish is uh it's basically an open-faced sandwich called a smorebord and, you know, they do all kind of different preparations of them. I had one that was like potatoes and mushrooms. And then one was like a beet, um, had beets. But the bread is really good. And then they also have schnapps. And so this particular restaurant called Amans 1921 have all these bottles of schnapps. And they infuse it with different um like a lot of different things. They do like pineapple, they do <laughs> sea moss, they do mushrooms, they do um, bread. And so what they do is they kind of just pour Everclear over the ingredient and then they get just let it sit. And then the flavor is like extracted. It becomes, you know, infused um, with that, whatever, you know, flavor. They do berries, they do, it was just all kind of things that they use um, to flavor these schnapps. And it was strong as hell because we did a flight um, of schnapps and then we were, t uh, we were sitting at the bar and then so we kind of started talking to the lady. I think she was the manager and, you know, 
flirt with her a little bit and she started giving us like free samples so by the time we left we were like a little toasted but yeah she was saying that they kind of let the the alcohol infuse for up to a year so on the labels you would see like the date that it was um like poured and then the date that it'll be ready so some of them were like six months some of them were like a year and then one she said takes like two years um to actually get ready so i was like oh girl not waiting that <laughs> that long like that takes that takes some patience but the food was actually amazing and the one thing i did like about copenhagen was that you know like i said it was very clean it was very um pedestrian focused and like bike focused so <laughs> there's like this one area it's you know like a few it's like a number of streets and they're pedestrian only but then the intersecting streets are like for bikes only and the bikes have like their stop signs stop lights and people don't jaywalk like they will stand on the on the um corner until like the light comes on for the pedestrians to go even if there's no traffic even if there's no bikes coming and you could just tell like that would not work here in America we're impatient as fuck so then we walked around like a bunch more and I got all my steps in that day because, you know, we wanted to see the city and we were only there for like a limited amount of time. So we had like a really nice dinner, like sitting outside of this. It, it's actually like a church or it used to be a church, um, but it's like this old Gothic church. And the one thing about Scandinavia is like in the summer, the sun doesn't set until about 11 o'clock at night so we're eating dinner and i'm like look at the my phone it's like damn it's like 10 30 and the sun's still out so it feels like it's about you know like late afternoon and they were having a heat wave um that week so it was like 80 degrees which was um like way too hot for them because they don't have air conditioner anywhere because it's normally like 60 degrees in the summertime which you know would still be chilly <laughs> for us so that was something that was weird too um as well but definitely need to go back to copenhagen and like really um spend a bit more time there and and enjoy it um a bit more because it did feel a bit rushed because like i said we were only there for like 24 hours because we actually were taking the train from Copenhagen to Stockholm like the next morning so they said it was a high-speed train it really wasn't uh high speed because it still took like five and a half maybe six hours to get there but it was I mean it was nice it was scenic you get to see like the Swedish countryside leaving Copenhagen you go over like this um huge bridge that I think they just built it uh recently and then like on the other side of the of the I guess Bay is Sweden. So we actually had breakfast and lunch on the train, which was nice because I mean it was a long trip and you can't really get out um or get off to go grab something uh to eat. Arrived in Stockholm, got to our Airbnb, and it was blazing hot that day. Like it was probably 85 and again, no AC <laughs> anywhere. And so the Airbnb was cute. Had a very nice view of like the harbor. It was on the third floor, so 
you know, heat rises, but also Scandinavian buildings are built to trap the heat because it gets so cold in the wintertime. So like those walls are super thick and that shit was like an oven <laughs> in there. It was so hot. Like, oh my God, it was hotter inside than it was outside. So we were going to be in, in Stockholm for a couple of a couple of days. So we got there Friday and then we're leaving on Sunday. And Stockholm was great. It was definitely a different vibe than Copenhagen. So Copenhagen was like very chill, very just like nice and laid back. Um, Stockholm seemed a bit more urban, a bit more like, I wouldn't say gritty, but a bit more of a, of a city vibe, you know, like the hustle and bustle and moving and you know, everyone in a hurry. It felt a bit more like that. But we did not know that it was like their big Swedish holiday going on at that, like specifically that weekend. So they celebrate something called Midsummer, which is is an old like pagan holiday, but it's basically to celebrate the summer solstice, which is the longest day of the year. And in Stockholm, apparently everybody in the city leaves and literally everything shuts down. Like, it's not, like, a holiday here in the U.S. Because even, you know, like, July 4th, things are still open. They might not be open all day, but they're still open. Midsummer in Stockholm, like, even the grocery stores are closed. Like, you cannot buy anything. It was so hot. We just wanted a bottle of water. And, like, not even a convenience store was open, which is crazy. So everything's closed. Like I said, everybody who, I guess, lives in the city is gone. So, you know, there's only tourists and, like, students who are there. So I don't feel like we got, like, the proper Stockholm vibe. Because we also couldn't go on, like, like go into anything. Like, all the museums were closed. Um, our Airbnb was, like, literally two blocks from the Royal Palace. So we stayed on... Uh, Stockholm's made of like 14 islands. So we stayed on the island that's basically the old town. And that's where the, the royal palace is. Not where the royal family lives, but that's just where the, the old palace, um, you know, the tourist attraction is. So, you know, it's like two blocks. Well, I guess they don't really have blocks. It's like a street and a half, <laughs> and a half um, away from the royal palace. So very nice area. Um, but like I said, just it was just tourists everywhere. And then like people who didn't, um, I guess they lived there. I don't know. I couldn't get a sense of that. But there are a lot of Middle Eastern people who live in Stockholm. So it turns out that the Middle Eastern culture is like one of the biggest, I guess that's their like biggest minority group um, in, in Stockholm. Because everyone was like, Lebanese or Persian or from Saudi Arabia, Iran, Iraq, stuff like that. So we were able to take the tour bus that was open on Saturday. So we did get the chance to ride around the city and like see um, a bunch of things. And then again, it was just another like kind of walking um, situation. Had some amazing food as well. So we had dinner at Ricordi, which is a... Uh, an Italian restaurant, which is right by one of the parks um, that's like right downtown. 
So they have like all these fountains. It's like the King's Garden is basically what the name's, uh, name translates to. And it's right across from the palace. So it was like this huge um, kind of open park. And we had a really nice Italian <laughs> dinner there, not Swedish. Uh, and then we found like this amazing bakery. I can't remember the name of it because it was it's a Swedish name. But we had some cardamom buns, which is like their traditional um like breakfast everything's i guess they don't really have breakfast everything's like pastries um some oats or whatever <laughs> and then they have what's called fika which is basically like a coffee break so you take uh fika at any time and it's just like you know time to unwind relax you can have it with with friends and then that's when you have like your coffee your tea your pastries um had some princess cake which is <laughs> very good it's super sweet it's like a a light cake with like a kind of vanilla mousse and then it has like a green um it has like a uh some kind of berry filling and then it has like a green um what is it marzipan coating on it but it's really good they actually sell it in in ikea too <laughs> which speaking of ikea i wanted to go to like the original ikea but apparently it's like outside of town it's not in Stockholm. So we didn't get a chance to go to that. And it was probably closed anyway <laughs> for the holiday. And then before we left, I was stalking or have been stalking this bakery in Sweden for like a number of years. It's called Mr. Cake. And the owner, his name is Roy Ferez um, on Instagram. So he's actually from Lebanon, um, but he moved to to sweden when he was like a child so stockholm is like his second home um but yeah he has a few cookbooks one is like the united states of cake and so his kind of concept of this bakery is like it's swedish recipes but with like an american kind of twist so he has like these red velvet croissants um he has like all the swedish pastries um, he does like chocolate cakes and all kind of cakes and stuff like that. So we did have a breakfast moment there and it was so good, y'all. I'm going to post pictures uh, of it. So be sure to go to Category is Pod on Instagram and I'll post some stories uh, of there um, of everything. From Stockholm, we took the cruise and that was a seven day cruise um, to like four different countries I honestly I don't the cruise itself was unremarkable. Like I so the first day was a stop at uh Wisby, which is a like a medieval town that's on this island that's off the coast of Sweden. Everything is cobblestone roads and like all these ruined uh churches and everything's like really gothic and old. Then the next day was in Helsinki, which was very small, but they had Everything was like prided out <laughs> with the pride flags, like literally everywhere. I've never seen a city that was like that into pride uh, as Helsinki. Then we did a day in Riga. Uh, no, first. Then we did Tallinn, Estonia, Riga in Latvia, and then a little beach town in Lithuania, and then took a um cruise day like a day at sea where we didn't have any stops and then back to 
to Stockholm. Overall, the cruise itself, I mean, as a cruise, it's uneventful. Like, you can't really get a good sense of the city because you're not there for that long. So, you know, had some nice lunches in town, walked around, took a bunch of pictures um, of, like, the old historic stuff. But, like, literally that was it. Like, and everything was so, like, back to back to back that it kind of just runs runs together for me. A few things that did stand out to me. So the cruise ship itself was like, it was a huge ship. It was over, I think they said the capacity is like over 5,000 guests and like, I don't know how many crew, but they said the number of guests on our cruise was only like 1,300. So like less than, I guess, a third of the capacity. So it didn't feel, it felt very empty, which was good. Um, We had a little balcony suite, so it was good to like, sit out there at night um or you know watch the sunrise well not the sunrise because the sun was still coming up at like 3 a.m but as we were like cruising into the port you could like you know see the cities and you know see the little landscape little horizon moments so that was good um the food was all right like it was cruise food you know how that goes like it's good like that first day or two but then you can tell they keep like recycling and repeating um the food but the one thing that got me about this and i need to write a letter to royal caribbean real quick so they have like a production show (laughs) that's what they call it um as entertainment you know nights during during the trip so they'd had this show and it was like broadway hits or something like that and so they you know they're doing like chicago they're doing um some other musical and so i'm thinking to myself they better not do dream girls because <laughs> that would be horrible and you know when they're doing when you're working performing on the cruise ship like you working there because broadway's not calling you <laughs> Hollywood ain't checking for you, boo. And so you're not the best. You might have a little talent. You might can carry like just enough of a note to get a gig, but you ain't winning no awards. They start playing like the opening of a Dream Girl song. And I said <laughs> out loud, oh, hell no. And everybody started turning to look at me. And then so they started Dream Girls. So first the production, there was only one black guy in the whole ensemble and all the women were white Uh, there was like one i think hispanic or latinx guy but aside from him and the black guy everybody else was white so uh, how y'all gonna do dream girls with these three white heifers so they started out doing you know the dream girls song and then i said they better not do (laughs) And I'm telling you, but of course they started and I was, I was just like done at that point. And you know, you're not supposed to take videos or pictures or whatever, but I took a video cause, and I'm gonna post it. I'm gonna post it on my story. So go to category is pod on Instagram to check out this, uh, this story, but they had the white woman doing, and I'm telling you. Jennifer Holiday, Jennifer Hudson. She sounded nothing. 
like the she was so bad if it, it was like worse than a talent show and it was just horrible it was just horrible like all around i just one i can't believe that that passed so many levels of approval and then she had the nerve to actually get up there and do it like girl somebody should have said no nah, i don't think this is the right song we should do and just left it at that but they didn't and it was horrible but like i said overall the cruise was good you know i loved getting to experience new um cities and countries and new cultures obviously that area of the world they don't get a lot of a lot of uh people of color so it kind of stood out a bit actually even on the ship like i was the only black person who wasn't working so whenever they saw me they were like, everybody was looking at me like you better go clock in real quick but nah that it was an experience um but i was also talking to the hubs about how you know and this is something you know he doesn't have to to worry about or deal with but as a person of color who travels like and especially to these areas like you have to think like you're probably the first person first black person that these people have come in close contact with like we were in lithuania like of all places and i see this guy this black guy who was riding on he's riding on his bike but he was like one of those food delivery people so he was kind of like the uber eats or like not uber eats but like grubhub because you know he was on the bike like he was passing us and so he looked at me and had like his face lit up and so i like waved at him and was like hey what's up the hubs turns to me and says you know him and i'm like you know it's just it's just what we do um in our culture but yeah it is a lot of pressure when you think that you know i'm traveling to this person to this place they probably don't see a lot of brown faces so it's almost like a heightened awareness of like i'm different so i'm thinking that there, you know, there's a lot of pressure to to be that first encounter or that, you know, that someone comes in contact with because it's like how you interact or how they interact with you is going to like color their perception of every person, every black person that they come in contact with. So it's like, am I being nice enough? Am I being, you know, friendly enough? <laughs> do I smell good? You know, do I look presentable? Like things like that that you know i don't know if y'all think about it let me know um down in the comments but this is just a you know just a little question that i always have when i'm going to these places um for the first time but everybody treated me well everyone was super nice and super almost in awe of seeing a black person like we, I, we would walk into a restaurant um, or a cafe and literally everybody's face just lights up like a sense of wonder and <laughs> amazement, which, you know, it's kind of a good feeling too. But cruises really aren't for me. Like I'm more of like, give me an all-inclusive because the drinks were not hidden for anything. We had the drink package, but then it was just so weak and you, it was just such a hassle to get, um, you know, them to make the drink that actually tasted good and, you know, was actually strong because most of them were just like water. But I think that level of cruise I'd be done with. I hear that Virgin Voyages cruises are a bit uh, 
more upscale uh, and a bit more of an experience. And it's adults only, which I'm here for. But that's about it for me this week. Um, be sure to check out the Instagram stories at category is pod. I'll be posting there and I will have a few more updates on some things uh, going on with me. So stay safe, stay healthy, get you a passport stamp and I'll see you next week. for joining me for another week i really hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you did please be sure to like rate and review the show wherever you're listening to category is right now category is podcast is recorded in philadelphia the show is hosted edited mixed and produced by me maurice smith 